Hi, it's Kathy McCabe of the Joyful Purpose Podcast. So in addition to giving you some great conversations with really inspiring people, I also want to share some mini episodes with you. And my intention for these short little episodes is to give you a great tip or great inspiration that you can use in your life right now to help you with whatever you're going through and just to make your life better. So here is this week's mini episode and I hope you enjoy it. This week's mini episode is about great strategies to help you with your focus, your mindset, and just being more mindful in your life. Having more joy and purpose starts with what kind of mindset we have every day. And our mindset is the result of where we're putting our attention and focus every day. Where does our mind go when we're not present? If we start paying attention, it's really interesting. If we pay close attention, I find for myself, it goes in lots of places that are not really relevant to my life or important, but that's another story. (laughs) I just returned from a seven-day silent retreat at the Insight Meditation Society in Barrie, Massachusetts, which was really powerful. But honestly, the first four or five days even was hard. It was very hard. I was very restless and it was pretty intense. But I would say by day four and a half, I definitely felt more calm and more peaceful. And it was pretty cool. If you would have told me I was going to do a silent retreat for seven days a few years ago, I would have said, no way. (laughs) But I was really curious. I was inspired by Dan Harris. He hosts the 10% Happier podcast, which is a great podcast. And he has talked about it, and I've known friends who have done silent retreats before, and I just thought, you know, I want to try that. And the stars aligned with schedules and my kids' schedules, so I was able to go, and I'm fortunate that I went. But I learned some things and was reminded of things just about mindfulness that were really powerful, and I want to share them with you and the hope that it really helps you with your focus and having more mindfulness in our lives because when we have more mindfulness we can then direct our attention to where we want it to go based on our values and what's important to us and the focus of this retreat was just silence and simplicity and in today's world especially my world that's not the focus of my days but just knowing that the retreat was focused on silence and simplicity was so beautiful and it's something that I want to bring more into my life because I feel like it helps me get clear on hearing myself in my own wisdom and what's important to me. So here are a few takeaways of my retreat. I've only been home a few days so I think I'll I'll have more but right now I wanted to share just some things that I hope really help you. So the first thing is notice when you are wanting something versus grasping for it. And when we grasp for things, it's 
when we're trying to control the situation that can't be controlled and we're trying to force it in a way that goes our way and according to the meditation teachers that were at the retreat, uh, Narayan Helen Liebenson, she wrote a great book called The Magnanimous Heart. I'll put it in the show notes. She talks about, you know, when we have the urgency to control situations that cannot be controlled, it creates a lot of suffering. And I certainly had a history of trying to control things, of things I don't have control over. It's something that I continue to work on. But it's just simply this tip, reminder, is just to notice when you're wanting something, because wanting something that's normal, you want certain things, versus like really trying to grasp and force it go your way. And I really like to have the attitude of, you know, wanting something, but letting go of the outcome, letting go of whether you get it or not, and trusting that, you know, it's this or something better. So that's the first takeaway tip that I want to share. The second is just a very simple one. It's kind of mindfulness 101 is just to stop and limit. I don't know about completely stop, but limit multitasking and just to try to incorporate in your day doing one thing at a time, meaning eat when you're eating and don't do something else. Walk when you're walking and don't do something else. And you're listening to somebody, listen to them. Don't do something else. And it's just a beautiful way to focus our attention. Um, During this retreat, we had all the meals silent. You just focused on eating. And it was just so interesting how I slowed down what I ate. I enjoyed it more or not if I didn't like it. And it's just, I think, a really good way to become more aware of what you're doing in the moment. And it's just a powerful thing to do because I think when we're constantly multitasking, they use the term continuous partial attention, which is essentially, you know, I felt like that's my attention quite often. It's like, oh, I'm giving attention to this and that and this. And it just leaves you very tired. And it's like attention to nothing because it's kind of, your attention is so spread. So Again, this tip suggestion is just, you know, try to incorporate in your day just doing one thing at a time. And again, and not the whole day. I still want to listen to great music or podcasts or something when I'm washing dishes or doing a task I don't like. But I have, even just this weekend, started just just walking on a walk instead of listening to something. And it's really it's really beautiful and kind of refreshing, and it helps me hear my own thoughts. All right, the next tip, this is from Narayan, which I love this one, is when you're kind of obsessing or thinking about something so much to ask the question, are there high stakes here? Are there high stakes here? This question just made me laugh because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a lot of low stake thinking. So it's just to notice, like when you're kind of thinking or fixated on something, just to ask yourself, how important is this? Is this really high stakes? And you can care about things, but is it high stakes? And again, if we're spending so much attention on things that just aren't that important, it takes us away from the things we really want to create in our lives. So remember that question. 
are there high stakes here? And the other point about this too is to notice when we're asking, you know, that question is, you know, notice when we're in a story about something or whether we're really seeing things as they are. Like, is it the truth or is it a story? I love that line. Is it the truth or is it a story? And then the fourth tip, which is kind of two parts, but regarding negative emotions, tough and negative emotions. I love these two simple strategies that I think are really powerful. They teach at this center, you know, to turn toward a negative emotion and not to run away from it. And I certainly grew up in a household where I didn't learn this. It was we ran away from our negative emotions or were told to get over it or, you know, I just didn't learn those skills. My parents didn't have those skills. But this is the idea of turning towards a negative emotion and holding the pain or the sadness with care. So it's not dwelling on it. They make that very clear. But turning towards it and holding the pain with care. Like a devoted parent would caring for a sick child. And I just love that analogy of when we're facing something tough or we're sad or jealous or angry or anything like that, just like caring for it like you would a child who is sick. What care you would and tenderness you would give towards yourself. So I thought that tip was is so good on that. And then the second thing regarding negative emotions is also to not identify with it as you being the sad. One of the teachers cited Thich Nhat Hanh's practice, which was to, for example, something like with anger to say, this is anger, but I am not anger, right? So you're like, you're making the anger a third person. This is anger, or this, these feelings feel like anger, but I am not anger. And in fact, I was cut off the other day driving and I got really pissed and I started getting mad and I just said, oh, this is anger coming up, but I am not anger. And it just made me laugh. So that's my tips and strategies that I've used and that have been helpful for me. I hope they inspire you. I hope this also inspires you to create more silence within your day so you can hear yourself and to maybe encourage you to meditate as well. I love meditation, but I also like what Narayan says about meditation, that meditation alone isn't going to give you, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, it's, it's not alone is going to give you transformation, but it's meditation combined with studying spiritual teachers, combined with you know practicing daily awareness in your life regarding the tools. Those three combined together will help you with being happier or making changes. And I could not agree more that it's a combination of things that you practice. And, you know, all those things together can help you, again, have more joy and purpose and help you focus on things that are important to you. I hope you enjoyed this little mini episode. And if you liked it, I would so appreciate it if you would take the time to write a review, subscribe, 
and share it with a friend. Hope you had an awesome day. And if you feel stuck or burned out or you feel guilty or you just want different results than you're getting in any area of your life, check out my Mindset Makeover Women's Group. It's a powerful four-week program to create an unstoppable mindset for any goal. I'm starting it towards the end of May, early June. I'm going to have two different groups. Check it out. The link will be in the comments and up on my website. And I hope to see you there.